Welcome to Glass on You Minute. I am your host, Allison Saigon. My guest today is going to be Curtis Blaze. This is minute number 45, which is 0 hours 44 minutes to 0 hours 44 minutes and 59 seconds. And whew, what a minute we have to talk about today. I am extremely excited. And I will be your Kurt guest. <laughs> Ooh, yes, this is this is quite a uh, this is quite a minute. We are kind of teased it a bit last episode where it's uh, a, a lot is happening and I think this is basically I mean for for like using story terms this is like really the inciting incident for everybody in this 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 mystery on the island is uh, is the realization of what uh, uh, Miles is uh, holding before he throws it over to Blanc. Yeah, so it's 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 it's. It, I think this is like a really big. This is a very very big deal. Uh, yeah. So the minute gets started with Miles throwing the what what we've seen is the like little the white crystal. Um, and you immediately seem um, you see Claire uh, just kind of. Uh. I don't. <laughs> don't drop it. Oh my god. Uh, and yeah, so this is, I think, a pretty monumental moment to get started with this, uh, or moment for this uh, episode. This is kind of a, a big a jumping off point where things start to get really real um, for this whole group of people. That's a new solid hydrogen fuel. It's incredibly powerful. It's radically efficient. Zero carbon emissions and it's derived from abundant seawater. I call it CLEAR with a K. And at this event, we are going to announce CLEAR America, our affordable home power solution. CLEAR is gonna be powering people's dreams all over this country by the end of this year. No. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that he holds up his hand in protest saying, I don't, uh, whatever, and then Miles casually tosses the explosive unstable material into his hand right <laughs> i guess we you hear, i guess we, i guess we don't know that yet but but i mean you already see the look on lionel and claire's face where they're not they're they're already not very chill about it and then when uh he casually tosses it over uh claire kind of goes oh my god and it's like if if this wasn't necessarily a dangerous substance or or something it, it wouldn't get that level of reaction for tossing right it over. right but but still it's like the, the way that he is just casually going don't drop it and then just tosses <laughs> it it's i'm like dude i you have to have some trust in in block being not clumsy <laughs> because i well, i'm he's like the world's greatest detective I, I suppose, but like, I don't know, man. I'm I'm just I'm kind of a klutz, so I'm like, I, if somebody tossed that over, I think I would catch it, but would I? I don't know. And then, could that be not a safe situation here? Um, because 
what he uh, immediately tells us um, is that this is a an alter- new alternative fuel that he's been developing. Clear with a K. Um, the most of- 90s name ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, of course it's clear with a K. Like, why wouldn't it be? It's extreme. Um, I know. Just needs to have, like... I figure out a place to put like a Z at the end or something or like. Oh yeah. Clears. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just yeah, and have uh, just complete uh, Microsoft Word Word Art font to show it off like clear. Um, yeah. And he's gosh. and he's calling it, uh, and he's got different names for it too. It's like clear home. What's he saw? What's he call it? Yeah, like clear home, clear, clear off. Clear America, clear America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just as yeah. if it's a, uh, a, a an AOL uh, disc oh, that everybody's going to get. Oh, he mails it to people like the trial <laughs> discs. And you're just like, you open your mail and you get this like suspicious looking little crystal, and it's like, this is uh, this is a new fuel. You're <laughs> just like. Is this sh- is this shaped like an AOL internet trial disk? O- okay, um, so basically, it's uh, what this is is that it's a new alternative fuel um, that he- they've been working on. Um, and it's solid hydrogen, and it's a fuel with zero carbon emissions, but it's from uh, using seawater. And so it's like this: the for a minute, you think you might think, okay. Uh, you know, zero carbon emissions, abundant uh, sourcing, uh, sounds pretty dang good. But then, like, it, it like, it, it, the movie doesn't even give you a second to think that, like, way because the music is already, um, uh, by Nathan Johnson is just kind of dire and everybody just looks sick. And, and then you think for more than one second, you go, Hydrogen. I I I wonder what that, if that might not be the best thing to, to to deal with, um, to to heat your house with. Because I was clear with you. I told you I need two years minimum to test this stuff to see if it's safe or even viable. Claire and I are not going to be responsible for putting something out in the world before it is tested. And well, yeah. I mean, the reaction of the people in the room, Claire. Looks like she's going to throw up. She, yeah, she looks like... And, and for Claire to know, to understand the implications of Claire, I mean... Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. You, you're running this entire... She's not birdie or anything, but she definitely uh, kind of lives in her own world. And she is devastated by this announcement. The fact that he's using this opportunity to say the words out loud to the... To the regulators for the first time ever is just uh, beyond the pale. This guy is just, he's just a bad guy. Yeah. And it's, and it's just like, you can tell, at least it feels like you can tell on my end where that he's like, he, I think believes his own hype. I mean, it's hard to tell where Miles' BS starts and ends and where he actually believes it but like 
I feel like it it seems like he's he's believing that he's doing this um uh really amazing life-changing thing but also then you have uh Claire and Lionel just looking like devastated Claire in particular like just like Catherine Hahn's acting going from like being impressed at the Mona Lisa a couple minutes earlier, um, like, last minute to being, like, yeah, looking like she's, like, about to throw up. It's just, like, it's really, it, it, I, I think shows just, just how devastated she is. This is one of those examples, I think, um, that proves what she said earlier, how she she feels like she wants to to strangle him and then he does something like this this is the kind of thing that makes her want to strangle him exactly miles is is like miles is like one of those people that is just gonna blunder forward with the uh and just thinks everything will just work out magically for him because he's miles right and it's like it's done he's like you can tell he's probably like well it's all worked out before without thinking about the people that he's you know destroyed in his wake without thinking about any any of the consequences he he just sees well i mean i'm miles look at how things are going right now i've got the freaking mona lisa (laughs) hung up right behind me i can do anything and it's like buddy if it's like well this is one of the scenes Yeah, this is one of those scenes that, on the second viewing, when you know what's coming, mm-hmm. makes him look more crazy, makes him look more unhinged. Like you can tell from you can tell from Claire looking sick and Lionel's anger anger that that he's unhinged. But mm-hmm. knowing what's coming later in the movie. You already see how how far down the road to unhinge he's gone. Yeah, I, I, and, the, and, I think, and the second viewing, it just stands out even more. Yeah, well, especially I mean, you, you see that right now in this in this minute where Lionel's bringing up the safety concerns. He's um, Claire looks well, at yeah, Lionel's. He needs two years to test it before he. Yeah, as he's a like, scientist. I, I'm sorry, like, go on. Yeah, no, he's he's like. Look, I need to at least at least two years to test it if it's viable, which it may not even be, and if it's safe and it's completely untested, and then Miles immediately shows, look, this is all around in running the entire house, which is where the minute ends. But it's like it, that. I think that's where it shows that it's um like this level of like kind of narcissism that. Miles really does believe he's the greatest and he can do no wrong is that he's testing it in his own giant uh uh Grecian island mansion getaway place it's like 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 it's even if he i don't know it's like it it shows a level of narcissism that is, that is kind of un- unbelievable <laughs> And to me, the scene connects back to the uh, the clear uh, uh, dock, or not dock, pier, 
that came out of the water uh, when they arrived at the island that didn't work. Like, and it, and it goes back to the car on the roof because there's no roads on the island. And it goes back but to he... just the lack of the lack of being able to display art properly. Just so many things. You know, the Beatles song that nobody recognizes. The, just all of the stuff that's going on in this guy's life. It all connects to this. This is the ultimate folly. Lots yes. of things. He he's harmless. He's harmless in a lot of the things he does, but he doesn't. He doesn't have a. He doesn't have a filter that lets him see the difference between, you know, getting a putting a car on top of the roof, and distributing something that could potentially kill millions of people. Uh, to everybody in America. And it's, you know, it's weird. I never said that sentence out loud before, but he's kind of a super villain. Yeah. Oh, like you could very easily theoretically have this be a different movie and you throw in, I don't, I don't know, even instead like of, Superman instead or something of LeBlanc, into it. And it would, instead of LeBlanc, yeah. it's that guy from The Incredibles, the dad from The Incredibles. <laughs> Right. It's like it's like you could you could very easily see him as this giant supervillain and and you're and you're absolutely right where like a lot of the stuff that he's done so far like like yeah like having the car on the roof it's a giant like how much must it cost to cart that car back and forth across the world but it like it just says what a like, ridiculous person he is. Right, He's just but it's a like ridiculous, non-serious person. It's like it's like it's ridiculous, but it's also that's like okay, it's it's stupid, it's completely wasteful, but it's it's like relatively harmless. Like there's, I mean, probably some like it's a waste of money, certainly. Probably not the best thing to transport halfway across the world in terms of. Of like the carbon emissions, um, you know, based off of his environmentalism. So sure. this is not, I I'd say this this whole this whole island is I doubt very environmentally. I don't know, but like well, I don't know. Then, it's run by it's just run by this stuff that isn't using any energy except for seawater. It's unstable yeah. and it's dangerous, but it's environmentally friendly. Right <laughs> until yeah, it explodes. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, it, this is a this is a very volatile substance, but it's no carbon emissions un- until I, everything explodes. I don't know. It's it just is. It might, it might set the air on fire and cause a chain reaction around the globe, but whatever. <laughs> you know, just, it, it wouldn't surprise me. He's almost there. I don't know. I don't know how conscious Ryan Johnson was of this, but he's got an island that's powered by a. Uh, a science fictiony substance. This guy, this guy is practically a Bond villain, which is great considering that we got Bond right <laughs> on the island. Again, it's like you. Th- this I feel like you could have this this exact setup and um, take out the murder mystery stuff, and you could just like tweak it only a little bit, and you'd get a Bond movie out of it, or you'd get a superhero movie out of it, like. It's a level of almost cartoonish villainy, but it but it still works too because you have so many of these elements that ground him to 
the other kind of billionaire class that he's meant to represent that yeah, the thing the thing that yeah. takes us back is they they ground it in reality by just making him a common murderer he didn't he didn't send out a robot to murder uh what's her face oh geez i don't know spoilers geez wow uh, I guess well, I'm okay so there, should but... we um I, I know that this is a um uh, Friday, so some, we can chat. Some spra- rule about Friday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, how about uh, we're just going to jump in the spoiler? Let's town. Go, let's go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're so totally this is... at the pivotal point in the movie where all of this matters. Right. So let's just let's just get into some, some spoilers right now because he okay spoilers. Miles is a killer for both uh, uh, both Andy and then uh, for Duke later. But it's like yeah. he like it, there's I think like, there is a level of reality where it's grounded, even though you have this kind of science fiction, exp- this um, the stuff. But it's like he is it, I, I think having him run this at whole place with the clear shows that just a, like a level of recklessness and recklessness. That's the word st- I've been searching stupidity for. Because. <laughs> it's not even because, like, I don't know if you're going to be that cartoonishly evil, where you are unleashing a substance that could theoretically kill a whole lot of people. Uh, why would you test it on your own on on your own place on your own house? So it's like it's a level of stupidity where even though um, it's, it's it's pretty blatantly evil, it's it's stupid evil which is is a, a lot of the evil in the world right now i feel like is that level of kind of stupid evil where you're just like yeah. well that's one of the things i was kind of thinking about today uh he does he does does miles think he's evil miles thinks that he is saving the world i think miles is high on his own supply and he thinks that he is you think he's like, just like, high in his own supply? You don't think he's, like, deluded himself into thinking that he's going to be the savior? Or are you I, saying that's the same thing? I, I'm, I'm saying that's pretty much the same thing, yeah. That he's, okay, okay. He's believing the hype around himself. Like, he's he's gotten to the point where he's said to other people, look how great I am so many times that he's begun to believe it himself. Well, at this, he, point, at this point, he knows that he has murdered Andy. And he is definitely planning on murdering Duke. Right. The the witness. Right. So he's already got. He's... So what's going on in so what's going on in his head right now? Is he? You know, there's so much to focus on here. Andy's also launching this. Like, <laughs> he must just be on the verge of cracking. You know. Well, I mean, you can see that from his. I think some of his even first appearances in this movie where you see um, Janelle Monet as Helen, but he doesn't know it. So it's like, like, what does he think that when he sees her, like, did I accidentally not kill her? Is this right. like, like he, yeah. Or is this like, I don't even know, some sort of ghost here to like haunt me i mean who knows what he's thinking he well i think that I wanna, he might be at that point where he's a little bit cracking 
I want to get into that just a little bit because I don't remember precisely what method he murdered her. Like what exactly? How did that go? Uh, let me just. Uh, I don't remember because he. He tried to uh, make it. He tried to make it look like a suicide. Like he left right, the car exactly. running in the garage. Left the car okay. running. So, but like there so could be a theoretical. It's not so, airtight. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like if I'm him, what am I thinking? Andy woke up in the garage with the car running. Uh, and it's, knows it's that he plausible, tried to murder her? At, like, at least to his mind, it might be plausible that she thought she just got too drunk and made some sort of mistake with the car in the garage and got out of it. I don't know. No, but I mean, they were having like tea right before, or coffee, tea or coffee, right, right. before doing that so it's like does he know what she knows that he attempted to kill her or that he did kill her he must be scared out of his wits that she that she just showed up and that she's not talking and that she's you know and he's gotta fake it he's gotta spend all this time just trying to play it cool his mind must must just be racing a thousand miles a second trying to trying to stay a step ahead man i would just be like my blood pressure would be like spiking so hard i would be freaked yeah and i I mean one of the other things that you you see in in the movie um i mean that you saw earlier and then you you notice this a second time after watching it um is when they're at the pool and and duke's like hey like they're talking about the car and it's like Duke's like, hey, I remember when you almost pancaked me outside of in, yeah. and then, and then he goes Anderson Cooper's thing, so he's like already like, do I need to move up the murder of Duke? Like he's he's got to be sweating hard because Duke, like, what does Duke know? What does what does Andy know? Well, who, who let knows me ask what? you this: Do yeah. you think? Do you think he invited Duke there? specifically to murder him or do you think he decides that he needs to murder duke because duke is openly talking about that time he saw him like is this the confirmation that yeah duke has to die or was he planning it before he even invited him like maybe the whole point of the murder mystery thing is to murder duke yeah and maybe the whole point like is to kind of suss out what duke knows because also Oh yeah, there's also the, the point, Yeah, go on. You get to the point where Duke is is, is basically finds out or like where you find out later that he's seen Andy's murder and like got gets in the news and and he's like hey, there's also the what subplot. about that news stuff? So he's tr- like I think that's when he when uh, Miles like fully realizes. Okay, what does he know? He knows that I murdered her. Ergo, right. He needs to die. I, I don't know when he made that decision, though. That's the other thing about this too. Um, you know this this little party thing goes on very quickly after he murders Andy mm-hmm. because he's got to he's got to get these people isolated before they before they see the news. What was his plan going to be, you know, after this? Was he maybe, God, was he maybe planning on murdering all of them? (laughs) 
if if he had been allowed to to fully go through with his plans and LeBlanc hadn't showed up, was there was he just going to off all these people and and do it because Lionel wasn't going to not say something about Clear not being uh, tested? <sighs> he he's got the whole group of people here that know that Clear is dangerous, and or are witnesses to uh, shenanigans. Or may have been told. I mean, you've got Duke, you've got Whiskey. And isn't there some subplot, too, with Whiskey and something about cheating? Whatever that is. And all these people, it, it would be handy for Miles if all these people were dead. Right. And, and this, I mean, that's that's part of the murder mystery of it all, is, is that um, all of them have various reasons why... They're either depend. They're both dependent on Miles completely, and they're also all dangerous to Miles. So there's like very dangerous balance. I don't think that he'd be there to kill all of them because that would just be too dangerous. Like that might leave too many holes. But again, also we we've we've established that Miles isn't particularly the smartest cookie. So maybe he was. I don't know, like, oops, we went to this island and there were, like, so many accidents overnight, you know, an allergic reaction. Oops, accidentally. Oops, Claire drowned the, uh, or something, like, you know, the, uh, it's, it's hard to one say. Of the topics, one of the topics for uh, the shows is that people are talking about is what what's the third movie going to be like? And I mm-hmm. think... I think now we. I think now I've got it. I think the third movie is going to be like, and then there were none. Mm. From Agatha Christie or Ten Little Indians, however you know it, <laughs> however you know that story by one of those two titles, where there is where there is a, a systematic series of murders happening. Yeah, I I think that could easily be the way. I I don't know. Um. Gosh, it's it, it's hard to maybe early on. Ryan Johnson was like, "What if we did it and the and then there was none, and then just use that as the basis to launch a story where Miles is too stupid to even get p- to, to get the to second that murder. Point. <laughs> he yeah. gets the he gets the first murder done or the second murder, however you want to look at that, and you know he's just foiled in the whole thing. He's not he's not as smart as the as the uh, the guy in Agatha Christie, the military guy that kills everybody. Um, oh, sorry, spoilers if no one's read that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Darren, please beep that. Don't ruin that for anyone. Uh, you know, I don't know. It, it, the, levels, the levels that are going on here, I think... Ryan Johnson was putting a lot of elements from so many different sources uh, of classic mm-hmm. murder mysteries into the show and just m- jumbling all together in a big blender. Yeah, I mean, he clearly has a deep love for the the mystery genre. Um, I know that, um, I, I, man, I kind of wish I had watched it before I, I had a... Uh, started doing this podcast, the one that he's cited the most is the movie The Last of Sheila, which was one of co-written by Stephen Sondheim, who, you know, had that, um, yeah. who had that uh, cameo. 
but but I know that he's uh, he he has he has like a deep affection for the genre and mashes that up with some Agatha Christie, which uh, and so it'd be it's he, he I, I I feel I think he really you do get the sense of how much he loves the kind of murder mystery genre um, and how what he and and that he's able to kind of take all of these little pieces and put it together and make it its own thing with both Knives Out and Glass Onion. Fun times. So which movie did you like better? Glass Onion oh, good Lord. or Knives Out? Good Lord. I, I think they're just so... Both so different, but they're both so good. I don't know if I really... Oh no, you're not allowed to cop out. <laughs> no, I I've been literally thinking about this since I saw the movie, and I was, I'm not entirely sure. I think maybe I'm gonna go with Knives Out, but yeah. at the same time, it's extremely close, and I think that he did a remarkably good job of making the move to the. Greek island setting, the kind of going from a, a perception of old money, which is not 100% accurate because uh, it, it's like Harlan's family is like very new money, but they like to put on the airs of kind of like kind of a classic like old money family versus the kind of new money tech billionaire of uh, of Glass Onion. <sighs> But so I think that he he did a really remarkable job in making it feel still fresh and new, despite being another murder mystery in the same series. But I just I I just love the like like the kind of autumn vibes of of Knives Out, and it's like it's it feels silly to say, but that might it might come down to just loving those those little autumn vibes for um oh no that's of, not so people people like what they like that's the rule <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and, and, what about and, and, what about leblanc what about him he is a little bit more like obviously well i don't know if it's obvious but you know i think he has a boyfriend or a husband mm-hmm. right or is maybe maybe that is obvious i don't know um i think it's well it's, so I, we're kind of we're kind of going against expectations there with our with our cool you know suave detective guy a little bit in the classic literature. Mm-hmm. Um, this time he seems a little sillier. Is that the right way to say it? Like his, I guess. I think, at the, well, I, I mean, I guess maybe I was a little fooled at the beginning of at the beginning of Knives Out. He's very quiet. He's a little mm-hmm. daunting. You don't quite know what he is, and he reveals, you know, he reveals himself to be extremely clever uh, throughout the movie. This one, he seems a little silly. He seems a little, like, out of his element and just, you know... I think a lot of it is intentional. I mean, it's like, I think that he's, like, when you see him both in... Knives Out and in Glass Onion, he is very much 
aware of how his presentation affects what people are going to say to him or how he's going to be perceived. And I think he, it, that... It almost seems uh, like he goes a little bit more leghorn, foghorn in this movie to uh, throw off. Right. I think that he's like... there. He's, I think he's a little bit playing dumb where he's like, oh, I'm, I'm just here to be the guest and, and be the person who's going to solve this murder mystery. Woo. But he, but then you realize in the flashback scene, he knows that there has been an, an, he's already committed a murder or that a murder has already been committed against, um, Andy. And so that they're going there to, to, to solve it. So it's, I think, um, really, he, I think he's genuinely putting on, like, a level, like, a different airs to get different information in this one. And, I mean, there's a little bit of, of the, I think, kind of silliness in, in, in the original. Like, people are, people are talking about how, like, oh, he he suddenly he's suddenly gay and he's suddenly silly. It's like he was belting uh, Stephen Sondheim's uh, right. losing my mind from follies in I in was, the car. I'm I like was that. Bring that up. <laughs> not to be stereotypical, but if you're belting like the big uh, diva number from Follies, which is not necessarily his like most well known musical. <laughs> <laughs> buddy that's not uh, like uh, he he's he had he's ha- he had some bits of that in 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 knives out so i think well, you start to see more of a picture of overall who he is because he has so much of that um you know he's he is a- able to either blend in or to put on airs so that he um, can get the most information out of his out of everybody there are a lot of people online in the reddit forums let's say who are very interested in seeing a rom-com <laughs> how LeBlanc met uh what's his face uh oh god what uh, is Phillip. that actor's name who's the, Phillip, who's yeah. The, yeah yeah um <laughs> oh man I I'll, on the There's one a line hand, you can do. go on. I, on the one hand, like finding out more about Blanc would be great, but on the other hand, I kind of love this little. Um, it's kind of fun for him to be a little bit of a mystery. Yeah, for him to be a little bit of a mystery, and for him to, for us to get like little bits and pieces of Blanc as a person throughout this entire movie, and just kind of um, get like get little snippets because like each movie is really folk like the story is is not his story he's there to investigate but you get like little bits and pieces of him because he's just such an interesting person that you you get the little you know kind of snippet of like oh you find out that he uh is uh, you know in this movie that he has a boyfriend husband domestic partner and that he's you know you find out like little snippets about his personal life but it's not ever put into the center and i 
I think that would be, I think that's particularly good, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it, I think it's kind of fun that Ryan's slowly, movie by movie, building him up rather than just having a a prequel. So I, I may have said it in an earlier minute. I'm against. I'm anti prequel. I'm anti uh, uh, prequel where they they reveal all the little mysteries about him. Maybe okay. Maybe this is just me being silly, but it's like I feel like if you don't do that, if you do that, you remove some of the interesting things from future movies. And as long as Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig want to do this character and do this series, I am here for it. So I I want them to keep making all of these movies and as long as they can. And you don't want to necessarily give everything away right and at my, the moment. My final thought of the week uh, is... If I was Daniel Craig, I think I would be more excited about a future as LeBlanc than than uh, I was to be James Bond. Oh, I, I think he absolutely is. I think, you. I mean, from watching him talk, you can tell that he is definitely tired of doing Bond. And that there's like a whole, like, cultural mythology around James Bond. Like, there's a whole pressure. There's a whole... You know, people disc- there's like a whole thing with with James Bond. There's a lot of baggage in terms of um, it being such a an unbelievably popular series and uh, such an unbelievably well known character. But um, I think, man, it's I I. I I, but really with uh with Blanc um he's able to make it his own. He's really able to make this character his own in a way that he would never ever be able to do with a Bond movie. Um even though like Bond is a as a character is like it, you it, it has different actors kind of shifts around as a character like Blanc is all him. And yeah, well, it's not an action adventure movie. That. It's, it's not an action adventure spy movie. It's it's a fun right. little character movie. Allison, it's right. been a blast being on the show with you this week. Yeah, it's been really really fun. Like we've 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 said it a million times, but I am so unbelievably happy that we got these minutes and we're able to talk <laughs> For about sure. it because Yeah, this is really fun. Um do you have anything else you'd like to add about this or the entire rest of the movie, any anything that you'd want to add? No, no, I feel talked out on it. How about you? Yeah, I think so too. Um, just that, uh, like I said, I I will be there first opening night any any time that they want to keep pulling this character out because I, I I love it. Um, yeah, so Me I think too. that's. <laughs> I think that's going to do that for this week, this episode, and this week of Glass Onion Minute. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, Curtis. It's been a pleasure having you here. Uh, what sort of things uh, are you looking to plug, or where can people find you? People can find uh, my work at blazeportraits.com. Uh, I just made that website, so it's a little under construction, but I basically got all my all my stuff up there. I've got my links and all my good stuff. 
It's a, it's a fun time. Uh, and you can find me. Um, I am on Twitter, which is still uh, possibly against my better judgment. You can still find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. Uh, I also have a podcast called Gaming Fix, which is Gaming FYX. We talk about various video games and... Uh, I, I think there's a lot of fun things happening there to be to be talked about, so uh, check that out if you'd like to. Um, you can also find this show as Glass Onion Minute on all of your favorite podcatchers, uh, podcast um, providers and everything. So please listen, rate, review, subscribe, all of that stuff. And you can also follow this on, us on Twitter at Glass Onion Min, which is just all one word. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me, Curtis, and I hope you return for the next movie for for chatting about this. Uh, this oh, great for series. sure, definitely. Heck yeah! <laughs> All right, uh, and we will be handing it off to another crew for next week. Bye bye. Bye.